But when we started our brand with a pair of socks and doors slammed in our faces, people laughed in our faces, did all kinds of things, it didn't destroy me. I mean, not at all. It was like, okay, you know, at least we're talking. No means we're talking. I'll come back tomorrow because maybe your circumstances will have changed or maybe you'll be in a better mood. You're listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Business of Thought Leadership. I'm your co-host, Nikki Ballou. And I'm that other co-host, Michael Palmer. Boy, do we have an amazing and exciting episode lined up for you today. Our guest today is none other than the legend herself, one of the world's most successful entrepreneurs. I'm speaking, of course, of none other than one, the only, the legendary Kathy Ireland. Welcome to the show, Kathy. (laughs) Thank you so much. Oh my goodness, what an introduction. You're amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, the pleasure is ours. The pleasure is ours. Well, Kathy, the name of our podcast is The Business of Thought Leadership. Our listeners tend to be people who are aspirational entrepreneurs who have some sort of expertise and want to take that expertise that they have and make a big impact in the world, but obviously also be very commercially successful. So what listeners are really interested in is how did you get to be Kathy Ireland? How did you use that innate natural ability that you have to turn into this global fashion and entrepreneurial icon with her own TV show on Fox Business Network? Well, thank you. It's a, a question that the answers are, are several, but I would say that the first one is many failures along the way is how I got there. Um, and I encourage people, don't be afraid of failures. I, I love your, I love your show. I love that you talk about thought leadership. And I was not familiar with that term when we began our business. Uh, something that has been critical to me along this journey is finding mentors whose informed opinions and records of success, uh, they, they had those, those records of success and opinions that I could learn from. And these are the the women and the men who I reached out to for education and for strategy. I believe in mentorship, having them and also mentoring others. Kathy, that's brilliant. Thank you for sharing that. We also believe in mentorship. In fact, before you called, Michael and I were just kind of reminiscing about when we got started. And and he, Mm -hmm. he was saying to me, you know, we really struggled like crazy. We failed a lot. And I'm going, yeah, we did. And he said, what, what happened when we started to become successful? And I said, we stopped trying to do it alone. Isn't that true? Isn't that the oh, most important interesting. thing? interesting. Yeah. Who, who were some of your mentors? Well, I've had the good fortune in health and fitness to know Mark McCoy, who's an Olympic gold medalist here in Canada on the 110-meter hurdles. And at the age of 56, he still looks 22, like he's on the podium. Amazing. (laughs) And I've had uh, some incredible mentors and thought leadership, people like Robin Sharma uh, and Matt Church from Australia and uh, and folks like that. So I've been really, really grateful. But who've been some of your mentors? Oh, 
I'm really blessed to have pretty amazing parents. My parents, I mean, they have been the best HR studies that, that there could possibly be. My dad worked in labor relations. He worked with Cesar Chavez. Uh, when I was a child, we weren't allowed to eat wow. grapes. So how people are treated has always been at the forefront of my mind. When we started our brand in 93 with a pair of socks, we began by conducting surprise factory inspections. Anyone can clean up if they know you're coming, you know, set a phony book, subcontracting, whatever they do. Uh, you find out a lot when you show up unexpectedly, and that's a practice we continue today. So the how is very important to me, and, and I learned that from Dad a lot. My mom, her entrepreneurial skills, Oh, my goodness, what a lesson. Mom did everything from babysitting, housekeeping, Avon lady, uh, and her most important career being a mom. She did it with such grace. I mean, such hard work raising three daughters. And those skills let me know that, you know what, um, I don't have to compromise my values or my beliefs. I can do something else for a living. Look at mom. You know, look at what she does. Nothing is ever beneath her. Uh, she just gets it done, whatever it needs to be. And so those I have been uh, and continue to be, mom and dad continue to be my most important role models. But I, I've had the privilege, some people who your audience might know, Elizabeth Taylor. What a courageous, brilliant, strong woman. Everything from philanthropy, business, life, exquisite. Irv Blumkin, your audience may or may not know, he runs the Nebraska Furniture Mart, and he was our very first partner in the home industry. He took a chance on us when others were laughing at us. For This was at a time when people who were known for other things were not designing home furnishings. Uh, Irv Blumkin took a chance with us. His company is also part of Berkshire Hathaway, yes, and he's the best friend of Warren Buffett, and Warren Buffett so much to learn from him. There's a new HBO documentary. I, I highly recommend it. Really gives you an inside look into his life. And he's written so much. Anybody can be mentored by Mr. Buffett. Um, Moira Forbes, J.J. Watt, uh, Millennials for Social Media, Terry Lundgren of Macy's, Marcus Limonis uh, for the reinvention of the 21st century. And then some amazing people who do great work that gets our team excited. The Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation, I serve as an ambassador. Hardwired Global is a nonprofit organization that seeks to eradicate persecution and oppression around the world. And Amazing. in particular right now, they're working to aid the Yazidi women and children who've been captured by ISIS and, uh, and to get the remaining, uh, about 3,000 are still being held in Iraq. And just, you know, the atrocities around the world. But but I love the, the process because it's fighting for educating people as far as their freedom and their value and to, and to recognize how they can work together and having experienced the process and how it works and bringing people of vastly different beliefs together and uh, the true meaning of tolerating being different yet showing respect, training people you would never think it was possible, it's getting great results. You know, working with, with wonderful people, 
uh, that's powerful. The YWCA Greater Los Angeles Bay, Washington. Oh my goodness, what an extraordinary force of nature. And I serve as ambassador in the fight against human trafficking. Um, an amazing group. Wow. Remarkable experiences, remarkable connections. I mean, just it's unbelievable in terms of how connected you are and the things that you've done and the difference that you're making in the world. And what I noticed about you is you leveraged every experience in your life to this date to propel your career forward. To me, that's the true sign of an entrepreneur. I'd like to to hear a little bit more about you as an individual, because you went from, you know, just being an average human being to going through life, being a supermodel, now being a super iconic entrepreneur. You know, there's something super uh, special about you and, and your your spirit. Share a little bit of that journey. Uh, well, thank you. I, I think part of it is being rebellious. And, and I don't say to be rebellious for the sake of rebellion. Not that at all but to rebel against things that are not right, that are not good. There's, there's plenty of that. We didn't have the, the term for it at the time, but even our business, we began uh, by being disruptors in the industry, doing things that people said couldn't be done. Um, you know, the, the modeling was a, a wonderful education. It was never part of my plan. And when, uh, I was offered this opportunity. It was surprising. Uh, I never considered myself model material. But, you know, they go through different looks, different times, never took it too seriously. But I took the the work and the responsibility seriously. You know, you go to work, you get your paycheck. And the entire time I worked in that industry, I was trying to failing businesses. Wouldn't have gone on so long had one of those earlier ventures worked out. But one of the greatest gifts of that career was all the rejection, and I didn't appreciate it at the time. But when we started our brand with a pair of socks and doors slammed in our faces, people laughed in our faces, did all kinds of things, it didn't destroy me. I mean, not at all. It was like, okay, you know, at least we're talking. No means we're talking. I'll come back tomorrow because maybe your circumstances will have changed or maybe you'll be in a better mood. And I encourage people I, it's interesting. I talk to people a lot and they share with me, oh, I have this idea and I follow up with them. How's it going? Oh, well, I, I, I dropped it because, you know, my boyfriend said it was stupid or somebody said it wasn't going to work. It's like, no, you know, have, have, have a conviction for what you're doing. Really don't invest your time and resources and everything in it if you don't really believe in it. But then fight for it. And if somebody's turning you down, if they're saying no, I encourage you to listen and really learn from it. Um, Criticism can be a a gift that's often wrapped in an ugly package. See if there's anything you can discern. An example of this is, as a model, my job was shut up and pose. I had a, a rare opportunity to speak, and a critic very publicly said I had a voice that could kill small animal and um, not a confidence builder, uh, but a a fork in the road for sure, which forced me to make the decision. Was I going to allow the cruelty of that man's remark to forever silence me? Or despite the criticism, would I choose to speak out on issues of importance? And 
I, I think we have to hear the criticism, and I have to say I love animals. I hope none were hurt. But I was 25 <laughs> years old. I couldn't order a pizza on the phone. I thought I was a kid making a prank phone call. So um, there was there was truth to it. You just have to discern. Is, is it just nastiness? We need to dismiss it, throw it away, or despite the nastiness, can we glean something from it and do better and learn? And then if someone's blocking you uh, after you thought, okay, do I try a different approach? And do I not have the right price-to-value ratio? Why am I being dismissed here? Figure that out. Make a mark and make a note in your calendar. Go back in six months because maybe they will be in a better mood or maybe the person who is blocking you will no longer be the decision maker. They might not be in a position of power any longer. But keep going back. Don't give up. Kathy, for what it's worth, I think your voice is as beautiful as your smile. And you've got one of the most oh, beautiful God smiles in the world. Oh, you. You are so fine. <laughs> I, I, I actually you. wanted to say that Nikki stole my <laughs> But uh, I'll tell you, I, I love what you said. It's a, a, a big part of, of what I believe in is that you've got to stand up for, for what you believe in. Uh, and it doesn't matter. If you, if you don't have critics, that means you're not playing big enough. Frankly, the fact that you have right. critics means that you're playing big enough. We recently had a man named Larry Wingett on our show. I don't know if you know Larry. He's been on the, the Fox mm. Network a few times. He calls sure. himself the uh, pit bull of personal development. And uh, he says, I don't care what people think of me. Let them think what they want to think. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to stand up for what I believe, and that's how I move forward, and that's how I grow, grow myself and grow my business. So kudos to you for doing that. I love what you're up to in the Middle East to, to help those folks who are being held by ISIS. I think that's that's incredible. I'm from the Middle East myself. Originally, I'm a Christian from, from Iran. Uh, what happens in that part of the world is concerning to me, and it's wonderful to hear people oh, with it, your voice standing, up, standing up strong. Kudos. Oh, well done. Well done. Kathy, what had you decide to get into business from modeling? Because let's face it, not all models go into business after their careers are over. I, I started my business career actually at age four. It was a combination of business and design. Sold painted rocks from my wagon. Uh, from there, I was designing handbags. Another thing mom did, she would sew. She sewed all of our clothing, and she would sew these halter gowns that she'd sell at our fairs along the beach. And I would make these jewelry and accessories to, to go along with her gowns. I uh, had a paper route, something that Mr. Buffett and I have in common, and uh, we have a the annual newspaper tossing competition at his Berkshire Hathaway shareholders meeting is coming up, so I'm practicing like crazy because he's incredibly competitive, and, um, and he usually wins. He's really good. He's got a few years on me, so. Are you still using the elastic bands, or you got, got through that? No, he doesn't allow it. So, in his day, they didn't use it, and he's so good, you know, his He's got a strategy for folding, and uh, anyway, it's um, it, it's really difficult, but it's a great challenge. But uh, you know, from from the paper out, just several jobs. Um, I was one of those telemarketers. I would sell things on the phone. I worked in department stores, restaurants, just just all of it. So modeling wasn't the plan. Um, it was uh, it was an op- it was my college in many ways. 
It's it really is. I, I mean, I've I've read quite a in leading up to this. I've read quite a few articles and and listened to some of the um, uh, different shows and talks that you've done. And on this show, we talk a lot about people's superpower. What is their unique greatness and how they can bring that unique greatness to the world? And that's part of their thought leadership. Um, but they also have what we call the kryptonite, the things that stop them, that get in their way. Now, I am actually leading up, I mean, it's kind of geeky, but the fact that you're a super model, this is, you're perfectly armed to answer this question. You know, you've done so many different things. What is your kryptonite? What gets in your way? What stops you? Usually I get in my way. Um, that's usually my biggest problem. When I get out of the way, it, it, it's better. Um, I can be self-critical to the point of slowing things down. And, uh, you know, there, there's like, we've heard stories about art teachers who their students do really well. And the, the secret is the teacher knows when to tell the student when to put the brush down. And perfection is the enemy of accomplishment. And so really recognizing that, I am insistent upon certain things, certain things I just won't let go of. And that's the how, you know, how are things being done? How are people being treated? That I insist upon. I've been called a control freak. I prefer to think of it as passionate. I care deeply (laughs) about what we're doing and, and how we're doing it. But also, I think another thing, my fear has gotten in the way. One of my earlier mistakes in our business was I feared growing too quickly. And, you know, there, there might have been some wisdom in that, but I, I took it to the extreme. And my fear was, okay, we're, we're starting this brand. But we've got our, you know, we know what's going on behind the scenes. If we grow, how will we ever be able to keep track of it? You know, it'll be too difficult. We're going to miss something. And what I recognize is that with growth, if we really want to make a difference, not just say we do, but we really want to make a difference, we need to recognize that with growth, we have leverage. So if we find out that a manufacturer has some horrible human rights issues, uh, maybe it's in another country, and, and we call them out like, hey, you broke our contract here. You know, we're, we're ending this with you. We're this and that. They're going to dismiss us. They're going to say, oh, what? we don't care. Go. Go away. We don't need you. We've got all these other accounts. Who needs you? But if we have some growth, if we have some leverage, if we have access to the media where we can really persuade positive change, that's powerful. And I've mm. been told, you know, don't don't talk about this because a competitor is going to, you know, people break the law. You can have all the human rights contracts in place, the, the toughest ones. Somebody's going to break the law and uh, expose you. And my response to that is, if that were to happen, I, I would say thank you. Whatever the motive is, even if it wasn't a, a, a kind motive, uh, the the result would be that information would allow us to make that positive change, and and that's necessary. So you know, fear can be a, another obstacle. And so, really evaluating what am I really afraid of? Does it make sense? Let's really look at the big picture. How can we get? What are our goals? And how can we really achieve the best result here? And 
you know, let's go for it. And if we're going to do it, let's do it right. Let's do it well. Let's do it big. And in maturity, I recognize I've been very blessed to be exposed to needs that are so much bigger than me. And that's humbling. And also to be exposed to opportunities that are so much bigger than me. And, and I love that. And I love working with team. I love working with great people. I never had a family business, but I believe when you treat the people you work with the way you would want your family members treated, there's no limit to what you can accomplish together. That's amazing, Kathy. You know what? It's been incredibly inspiring to have you here on the podcast. We like to end off our podcast by asking our guests to share their three expert action steps. These are kind of your best pieces of advice for the listener on how they can take themselves and their passion and their dreams and establish themselves in the way that they want to as a thought leader and as an entrepreneur. Would you mind doing that now? Sure. Happy to. Uh, Three things. One, I would say, and this is counterintuitive to many, I believe it works. And it is consider others as more important than yourself. And that is powerful. Taking our eyes off ourselves and looking at others and looking at how is this choice going to impact other people. That is powerful. My next is um, your priorities. Really figure out what are your values. And many people, many entrepreneurs are so busy just moving forward that they don't even stop to think about it. So I encourage people to please figure out your values, what's important to you. For me, it is my faith, it's my family, and then it's being in service through our business. And the minute those priorities are out of order, I'm a disaster. I'm a mess. And, you know, something Elizabeth Taylor used to say is excuses are so undignified and they don't absolve you anyway. Um, I've been through the excuses. I don't have time. There's not another minute in the day. I have learned the hard way. If I don't honor those priorities, for me, it doesn't work. So I encourage people to, to figure out yours and put firm boundaries in place because they will be challenged. And I would say three is be curious and get to know people. Ultimately, it's all about people. Don't be afraid of people who are different. Know, know yourself. It's critical that you have your values and your boundaries in place so that you're not pressured or persuaded or vulnerable to, if someone's behavior is going to cause you to be vulnerable, that's not a good fit. You know, know what you can endure. But please don't be afraid of people who are different, who think differently. I love that. Our team is is very diverse. Most of us have been together for 28 years, except for our millennial team who was not born when we started. And uh, it's it's a wonderful group. We have really interesting debates. At the end of the day, when it comes to what's really important, how people are treated, we're on the same page. So when it comes to your core values, uh, it is important to be on the same page. So really take the time to know people. And don't, don't just 
people because you might, you know, you might be sitting next to somebody on a bus and, you know, you can either have your face in your device or maybe you'll have a conversation. Maybe you'll find out that this person, um, maybe this person works at the local grocery store. Uh, they have a really great eye and they're able to put together the, the produce section in beautiful ways and they have passion and they're excited and you notice something in this person that, you know what, they're, they're passionate, they're bright, they're trainable and teachable, and I, I see so much in this person that they can do. You know what, they, they'd be a great asset on our design team. So just don't overlook possibilities and don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, I know you only asked for three, but now I'm on a roll. Um, Keep going. I was in my 40s <laughs> before I learned that... No was a complete sentence. You know, sometimes we just try to do everything. No thank you's better, but no works. And sometimes we have to say no to good things in an effort to say yes to great things. And so, you know, just really be discerning about the choices that you make. Did you learn that from Warren Buffett? Because he talks about how often he says no. Mm, you know what? I, 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 I'm sure I have. I've learned so many lessons from Mr. Buffett, my goodness. I think that was something I I learned even in in childhood, uh, just from working experiences. But Mr. Buffett has certainly solidified that in and watching how he is so careful with his time. Something he doesn't do something for me ten times before you ask me to do, you know, one thing for you. And, and I love that. I love that he's so clear with his boundaries. And and I also love that he enjoys life. Oh, and another thing too, I want to encourage your audience, please don't ever put a mentor on a pedestal because every one of us has failed. We are all failed humans and our mentors will disappoint us. They will let us down. They will make decisions that are confusing. So, you know, our our 18-year-old daughter, Lily, recently shared with my husband and me that one of the best pieces of advice we gave her is be alert, be discerning, be, you know, pay attention. Hopefully you'll see a few traits in you know, your dad and me that you like. You might even want to emulate. Unfortunately, you are going to see some funky behavior that we might not even be aware of. Reject that. Take the good, reject the bad. But in order to do that, you've got to be really alert. And as difficult as it is, you know, face your reality. Face what it is. It's the only way to break unhealthy chains. And we all have them, but it's a matter of recognizing them and making a conscious decision to be intentional and to live a new way. Kathy, that's brilliant. I got to say, from someone who uh, was an icon in the modeling industry, who's gone to being a real business mogul, you've got your name graces 17,000 products with over two and a half billion US dollars a year in sales. Your net worth is north of half a billion dollars. You are uh, an inspiration and an icon. And uh, as someone who shares your faith, it's just an honor to have you here on the show today. So much, and God bless you. Uh, thank you for for all that you're doing. Really appreciate you guys. It's all, it's all our pleasure. And one last thing, uh, Kathy, is what what I found remarkable, and I really want to highlight for our listeners is that 
you know, certainly you had uh, lucky breaks, you know, the modeling and having the people and get building those relationships. But you had lots of setbacks. You had lots of things, lots of failures, lots of people closed doors in your face. And you said something that I really got a lot of inspiration from, which was you built your business one relationship at a time. Oh, yes. And, and my goodness. I mean, and, and I think, too, if, if you're fortunate enough, you'll go through difficult times with people because everybody can be lovely when things are going well. But when things are difficult, you find out what people are made of. And those people who will go through the fire with you, I mean, you hold on to them forever because that's amazing. And you come out stronger. You know, we get refined by those fires. And also, I, I encourage your audience, don't be afraid of what other people think. An example, um, I'm on my way to work right now for filming Worldwide Business with Kathy Ireland and Modern Living. This is sponsored television. And there are people who turn their nose up at it and say, how can you do sponsored television? My response is, all television is sponsored. Some of it is transparent and some is not. Um, it's all sponsored. What I love about this is that it gives control. It gives uh, respect and dignity to our guests. People's words are important to me. As I shared, my job description as a model was shut up and posed. And oftentimes, if I was allowed the chance to speak, my words were taken out of context. So this format allows our guests to discuss their business in you know, in ways that that are transparent, that are clear, that tell their message and their words. And I love that. And that empowers people because frequently people who are busy running these amazing companies and bringing innovations to the world, they don't always get invited on late night uh, comedy talk shows. And so for them to be able to share their, their powerful stories, I love it. And it's so much fun. So just, I encourage people, don't be afraid of what other people think. And if they tell you your idea is stupid and it's not going to work for this or that reason, know what you're doing and why you're doing it and just go fight for it. Kathy, I love it. I think people who have companies with innovative ideas should definitely come and check out Worldwide Business with Kathy Ireland. Is there anything else right now that you're up to, be it philanthropical or business, that you'd like to tell folks about that they uh, they ought to know about? Oh, thank you. We're um, we're working on many different different businesses. Uh, Diamonds by Kathy Ireland. I don't want to bring something to market unless it can be different, uh, a disruption and that, you know, why, why do something if it's already being done? So bringing a patent that just brings uh, great value, uh, it's a, an extraordinary value and the how, you know, how we're doing it. My heart would break if we were bringing something to market that wasn't done correctly. So from, you know, from mind to finger, it's done with integrity, and I love that. It's incredible. Great partners. Uh, Paul Raps from New York is amazing. Our company is developing brands. Uh, EE1, it's travel experiential and uh, so much more. I'm one. It's for millennium men, millennium men and the women who love them. BMG, it's uh, everything music. Beauty and Pinups is uh, is a wonderful company we get to work with in the beauty industry, 
And our supermodel is an amazing young woman named Katie Mead, who is disrupting the industry. She is gorgeous. She is beautiful. She's uh, it's just a, a supermodel with so much personality. And she is part of the Best Buddies program with Anthony Shriver. And Best Buddies works with beauty and pinups. And uh, she is the, the first model to have a campaign who also has Down syndrome. And she's incredible. That's fantastic. Kathy Ireland, the legend, the icon herself, has graced our podcast today. It has just been a absolute pleasure and delight having you come back anytime if you ever find yourself up in canada in toronto area let us know we'd love to have you at one of our events it's just been a joy oh thank you so much i love canada such a beautiful part of the world and it's been really great talking with both of you thank you so much thank you kathy take care have a fantastic day good luck filming today thank you bye-bye thank you bye-bye thanks bye-bye That wraps another episode of the Business of Thought Leadership podcast. To get all of the show notes and to find out more about our guest today, who was just a fantastic guest, you can go to thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. And as well, please sign up for our newsletter so you can get notified of all the great things coming and all the new guests that we have every single week here on the Business of Thought Leadership podcast. Until next time, goodbye. You've been listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. For more information and to download the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit us at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Thank you for listening.